there's Johnny. <laughs> All right, guys, we are wrapping up spooky season. Oh, it's already leaving now. We had such a fun time though. I'm excited that uh, we're doing this for Halloween. Uh, Stacy, you're amazing for for being the backbone of this uh, whole project and and giving our listeners a beautiful treat. Uh, let's do. What are you drinking? What's your poison this morning? Oh, <laughs> nothing spooky. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, well, the the only thing spooky about it is that it's now lukewarm, which we discussed <laughs> in previous episodes. But my know, lukewarm. Yeah. Um, caribou coffee mm. <laughs> from my Keurig, but it is a uh, cup number three. So nice. don't feel bad that <clears throat> you were late again. And, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm already hopped up in two other giant glasses, but well, <laughs> good. I'm good. <laughs> nice. I'm How good. about you? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. Uh, I've got, this is my second cup because I have my, as I told you, my wake up cup uh, that gets like mm-hmm. the blood flowing and the brain stimulated um so this one is the um also from my keurig uh but it's white chocolate raspberry Ooh, nice yeah so definitely not in the season either but <laughs> at least we can <laughs> we can both be on the same coffee track uh because i'll be just as caffeinated mm-hmm. as you uh shortly yes you need to be appropriately caffeinated before sugaring up that's just oh, the way yeah. it works Oh gosh. Like if you're not, yeah. <laughs> so that you can have like the full on headache and stomach ache before you go to bed. That's the goal for sure. Yeah. Yes. And then that's wake you up know with... you did it right. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't wake up with a like sugar hangover scenario tomorrow morning, then you just, you didn't party hard enough. So. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand what we're talking about, you're probably under the age of 30. Right, yeah, because you don't get sugar hangovers the next day. <laughs> you don't have to watch what you eat before you go to bed. Some acid reflux last night kept me up a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> God, being in your 30s Seriously. sucks. <laughs> well, and, and, like, we didn't go through this a few weeks ago with you. Like, honestly, I am sick. Uh, I am sick. I had strep throat this week. Oh my freaking sucked. <laughs> I'm like all hopped up on antibiotics. <laughs> but really, like I was trying so hard to avoid it. I really yeah. was. I washed my hands all the time. I tried to like, at least at school, try to follow the COVID rules of like, don't touch your face. Wash right. your hands frequently. Use hand sanitizer, like all that kind of stuff. I still try to stick to that. Mm-hmm. But it, it got me. Somebody somewhere in my class coughed on me, which is not uncommon (laughs) with first graders, coughed or sneezed or just spit as they were talking. And now I am, yes, infected. Yeah, I'm (laughs) pretty sure that's how I got mine too. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've got 16 year olds that are snot just running and, 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 you know, riding the bus with some of these kids and they just cough in your face and you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to be out for the next week. There's so much snot. It just, and they don't know what to do with it. It flows from their faces. I really just don't understand. Yeah. And it's like, they can't even recognize that it's there. I know. I've had multiple kids, like they walk in, they've got giant, like, fluorescent yellow looking snot oh my nose it's like okay honey go get a tissue yeah. <laughs> they can't even tell it's there yeah part of me is like mom you didn't <laughs> see that you didn't see that creeping out down through the nostrils this morning no right 
you don't you don't hear Couldn't the croup it, in their throat. See, yeah, nope. No. Oh no! Oh no! No. But the parents see it and they go, "Yeah, I'm going to work." Yeah. <laughs> toss them out of the car. You're not <laughs> my problem today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how long it takes for the teacher to notice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a couple hours in before they call me to come pick you up. <laughs> oh my god. But oh seriously, God. though, so I have to tell you this story because it it frustrated me to no end. And we're definitely going to have to do a um, a medical episode at some point and have <laughs> uh, my sister Tori on, who is a RN because she can enlighten us. Um, however, so I didn't run into this problem as much when I was in California. And I think because the bigger cities, there's just there's more people, there's more options Maybe things have changed post-COVID out there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I went to um, – I only went because one of my students' parents messaged and said their child had strep. And I'm like, well, I've had kind of a sore throat. I'm going to go get it checked out. So I go to my walk-in clinic that I always go to. And I should have known something was up when they didn't tell me what the wait time was. Usually they let you know. <laughs> but it seemed like people were coming and going. And this clinic closes at seven. So I walk in at like five o'clock and there weren't that many people in the waiting room. I waited an hour just to get in, Oh my gosh. just to get into a freaking room. And at some point you're wondering like, maybe I should go, maybe I should just come back another time. But then you're like committed yeah. because you've sat there for like 25 minutes and you're like, no, the second I get up, they're going to walk through the door. Right. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> I was like, no, I'll just stay. I'll stay. I'll stay. So then I finally get into a room and they have the nurse that comes in and like, you know, does all your vitals and they swab your throat and everything. So she was there for maybe like 10 minutes in the room with me and they test your, um, they can test for strep right there. So she took it out to their little lab area to test it. And I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. The actual like care provider was not coming in yet. And I'm still waiting and like 15 minutes goes by and I'm like, well, I'm just going to check. I have my little app for the clinic because I do all my, you know, medical stuff through there. Mm-hmm. So I go to the app and the app already says that I'm positive. Oh, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I already know like before the person even comes in. So she comes in and like, maybe I was rude, but I'm sorry. I was like hangry at this point. It had been like an hour and a half. I didn't eat before I went there because I thought I could pop in and out, you know? And uh, so I'm like super hungry. It's like 6.50, you know? Like I've been there forever. Uh, Yeah. So she walks in and I'm like, it's positive, isn't it? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I saw it on my app already. (laughs) And she's like, okay, well, my name is so-and-so. And And I'm like, sorry, (laughs) nice to meet you, you know? But basically like, lady, I want to get the F out of here. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. So then I realize my normal pharmacy closes at five o'clock. And I had heard, because you can hear everything they're saying, like these places don't have thick walls. So I had heard them talking about another patient while I'm sitting in there waiting um, about how they had sent the medication to my usual pharmacy, but it was closed and they had transferred it over to another one that hadn't arrived, blah, 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 blah. So I say to her, I'm like, um, I know that my current pharmacy is closed right now. Can you send it to this other one so that I can get the antibiotics tonight? And she's like, oh, yeah, no problem. She's like, no big deal. I'll go ahead and take care of it um, right now. Mm-hmm. So she goes to her own little room to, you know, process whatever. 
And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to leave now. Like she didn't say anything else. So I'm like, okay, thank you. And I left. And, um, well, she did tell me it would be ready by the time I got over there. So I went straight from the clinic to go and they have like the drive up window and everything. And I get there and they have nothing on record. And she's like, well, we close at nine. I'm like, well, hopefully it comes over soon. She's like, yeah, they might not have just, it, it might be delayed with however they're sending it. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. well, I'll check back in a little while. I don't live too far from this pharmacy, so it wasn't a big deal. So mm -hmm. I go home and it's like eight something. So, oh no, it wasn't even eight something. I got home, it was just after seven. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna call the clinic back and just make sure they sent it so that I don't have to wait till nine o'clock. That's what it was. So I go to call. The clinic closed at seven and they would not put me through. And basically it was, there's nothing we can do. So I'm like, okay, well now oh, I just geez. have to hope that they send it to the right place. So here I go back on my trusty app again. Oh no, on my list of prescriptions, it tells which pharmacy they send it to. She sent it to the wrong freaking one. Oh geez. When I specifically said, do not send it here. I don't know. So then, uh. then. I can't get my medication that night, right? Can't get the antibiotics that night. So I have to like suffer through this awful sore throat that just got worse because then I'm frustrated and I'm writing a freaking sub plan because I can't go to work the next day. And um, <laughs> my pharmacy doesn't open till nine the next morning. So I'm waiting and waiting. Nine o'clock comes and goes. I'm like, what the crap? Like usually they'll text me and let me know when a prescription's ready. So I'm like, well, maybe they don't get there till nine by the time, like we're, I'm trying to be realistic. Like we all get to work. It takes us a while to settle in. So I'm like, right. they probably get there. They deal with uh, customers that are there, you know, whatever. And then they'll look at their list and fill prescriptions and whatever. 10 o'clock rolls around, still nothing. So I'm like, I'm going to call and just make sure they got it because now I'm wondering if she just didn't send it to any pharmacy oh, last geez. night. So I call. And I'm like, oh, I think it got, you know, sent over here or whatever. And the woman on the other end of the phone goes, oh, oh, I'll fill that for you right now. Oh, like, my God. You didn't even freaking look. You didn't even look. And oh I couldn't have God. been the only person at a clinic that night that uses that pharmacy that yeah. needed their medicine filled, you know, like, come on. Oh my God. And I'm thinking now I have to go to a pharmacy that doesn't have a drive drive through and I'm contagious. So at least like I wore my mask in, but I'm like, okay, number one, you're not giving, you're not giving me an option to get my medication on time. So now I have to like spend a whole night. Thankfully it was nothing like life threatening or whatever, you know, right, yeah. but it still was a miserable night. And all I could do was like OD on freaking ibuprofen all night. Um, and then like, then now I have to go the next day and potentially infect anybody who's in this pharmacy shopping or whatever. They might not even be going to the pharmacy. I mean, it's a Rite Aid. It's a store too. Right. So, you know, I have to walk in there and hope that nobody else gets anything that I've touched or whatever, you know, I'm trying to be conscious <laughs> of not spreading the germs, but I'm like, really? Like, there's gotta be a better way. And what if like I had something where I couldn't drive? Like here I am a person that lives alone. I don't, I have family around, but they're not super close. Like right. probably the closest person's like 25, 30 minutes away. Right. Like to have them come all the way out to that pharmacy, then to your house. Like it just like, who? To yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and most of them work, you know? 
Right. So it's just kind of ridiculous. Like, there must be a better way. I don't know. So that really <laughs> just... Oh, I know man. Was a story, but it was very no, but frustrating. I, on top of we already not feeling well, you've just found out that you can't go to work the next day. You have to do all of this preparation, all this planning still, but you have to also go and get antibiotics. So you're trying to take care of all of this mm-hmm. while you're just like in this, you know, um, kind of limbo before the, the sickness potentially gets worse. <laughs> and then you're feeling right. like crap. Oh, my God. It's just it's it, it mm-hmm. when it rains, it pours. I feel like when when you're sick, it just, everything just falls to shit after that when you find out. Yeah. And there, there's a perfect example <laughs> of that. I'm so sorry you had to deal with that. That's okay. I feel How's bad for day? anyone who is in that right aid who now has strep. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry. The cashier's like, uh. could do. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should, it should be like Starbucks rules now. Like every Starbucks that they build has a drive-through. Like every pharmacy just needs to have a drive-through. Yeah. Or just have like detach the pharmacy, like make the pharmacy its own little mm-hmm. building too. So that like people going right. through there, like you just, if you're going in there, just expect you're going to be in there with sick, pe- sick people, you know, possibly sick people. Yeah. I don't know. Well, also I, I had this conversation with uh, my sister the next day. Um, like why with something like antibiotics that like the majority of people are probably coming into these clinics and stuff with things that you need the antibiotic for. Right. strep utis you know whatever yeah um why can't these clinics just have a supply on hand That's to give you point. right then and there yeah because i mean if you think about it they have they have shots they probably have flu shots or the covid vaccination or some sort of like uh mm-hmm. you know stash of of intravenous medications that they get can give people at the urgent care why not just have some mm-hmm. some antibiotics on hand too or like like for example, ear, ear infections, yeah. do you, why don't you have yeah. like eardrops or something or a nasal spray or something for a sinus infection? I don't know. I, I feel like for mm-hmm. some of those more immediate, uh, uh, infectious sort of things, um, it would be a great advantage if they could have that on hand and then you don't have to go to another place. I mean, I don't know. Right. We, I don't know if you guys have this out there, but we have options for some people. I don't know what the parameters are on qualifying, but you can get stuff delivered. So I know that, for example, for mm-hmm. Kaiser, my mom could probably have her um, medications delivered if she wanted to to do that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, for something like Rite Aid, I don't know. Yeah, like how long that. is it going to take them to deliver this stuff too? Right. Absolutely. And, like, and are they going to have like? Are there after hours? That's the thing. Right. When people get sick, people are always getting sick at night. Like, why aren't there like these? We don't have like anything 24 hour out here. Yeah. And you guys don't have things like Uber, do you? We do. You do? I, you know, mm-hmm. we should we should create a medical. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how we would do this, but like a medical <laughs> Uber where like for like the people who can't get it, they don't offer delivery. Like, for example, you, you get your prescriptions at Rite Aid or CVS, Walgreens, whatever. Um, and they don't have a delivery service. Well, maybe, you know, you can call this company like that's similar to Uber and be like, okay. And I know that you have to have like insurance and stuff like that. But if somebody were to call it in and say somebody named Mandy is going to come and pick up my, my medications right. and then just have like that service <laughs> where you have like, it's, it'll be drug hub. Oh, of yes. <laughs> Drug Drug hub, hub. And then they like deliver. Yeah. I feel like that will get very confused. <laughs> That'll confuse some people. 
was like, sir, I cannot go pick up your crack. I'm not going to do this for you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. That's exactly. not who we are. <laughs> I left that life behind. <laughs> So we hinted uh, last week that, um, and you reminded me that we were in a horror movie. We were. <laughs> Would you like to enlighten our listeners about our All right, our little okay. dabble in the dabble in horror the industry? Yeah, the horror. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. I still have the VHS of this somewhere. <laughs> this is how long ago this was. <laughs> yeah, guys. Straight to VHS. No, just kidding. Um, so <laughs> this is when we were in high school. So we had all of our theater buddies. Um, we had the Bennett siblings who were very active in uh and very creative in 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 put this all together. Actually it was it was um Bunny Bennett that had put this uh together at the time. And uh wrote and directed well, and all that. yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah I think I, i'm so sorry Uriola that um really did the directing and i believe he does some like i don't know <laughs> minor minor league directing in like florida or something doesn't he no i mean yeah I, I see i see his stuff every once in a while uh yeah it was it was coming across facebook and and social media and stuff like that. So he, I, as far as I know, is still in it. And, uh, some of the stuff I've seen, you know, is, is really well done. So good for him. Good for you, Raul. I don't know if you're ever going to hear that message, but well, fantastic job. And I had totally forgotten. I do apologize that he was, uh, you know, heading up this, this production. My God, it was mm -hmm. so much, <laughs> so much fun. Cause it was really just all of us dicking around is what it felt like. But we were like, and mostly right. like when Sean would be get to his line and it was just Sean talking. It's like, it's like, dude, get into character. And it's like, oh, wait, you're supposed to be this like goofy douchebag looking like just dude, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we were all just like, uh, it all took place on the Bennett property. And, uh, I guess they did other location type stuff when, um, you know, with all the small scenes, but anyway, mm -hmm the uh what is, what was it the protagonist or antagonist i can't remember the the antagonist antagonist the bad guy yeah. uh yeah. That, yeah was uh uh i don't know what the origin story of this of this character was but uh just like this undead uh axe man who like wanted to seek revenge on you guessed it teenage adolescents <laughs> <laughs> who are doing unruly things like drugs, right. drinking, and, and having sex. <laughs> the typical things, if any of you have seen Scream, you know and have already heard of all of the things that you're not supposed to do in a horror movie because that'll make you die. But uh, I just... Scream spinoff with an X-Man. Right. It really was. It is, it is what it is. My favorite, favorite thing, though, my favorite part, I think, had to be, because I, I, I think we had to do this a couple times. We got into the house. We ran in there, and it's you, me uh i think uh, uh tony who was uh, who was a kyle i think was his character's name and then maybe somebody mm -hmm. else and you look at you look up at me and you're like no cell sites because <laughs> you're trying to use your phone and <laughs> Oh man. I just remember 
Um, I remember <coughs> being the last one to die. <coughs> yeah. And, like, I got, like, the fantastic scream. I had the scream yeah. of the movie, which is great. Right. I remember, like, being in a closet and, like, the X-Man burst in. And, everything. you know, it was very Halloween. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. And it was, it was like, it was like, was it a dream? Did she dream all of this? Because you woke up mm-hmm. and it was like, was it a dream? You know, and like, <laughs> you know. I, I don't that. even remember half the lines anymore, but I do remember them filming, um, the boys like filming like the Axeman with like the stuff coming out of his mouth and how oh, they like yeah. reversed it in the film. And like, they did so much cool stuff with like, the makeup and everything. Yeah. There were some and, really and, cool um, spots. I think. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. I forgot how I, I do remember going back and watching it and I'm like, wow, my acting is awful. No. <laughs> I think it was hard to really kind of take it seriously because we were all just friends and we were all just fucking around. Like yeah. it was fun. We were having a good time <laughs> it and it's like, fun. it's difficult to have a good time, but pretend like you're having an awful time. Like it's the worst thing that ever happened mm-hmm. to you. But. Right. But we did it. And there you go. There it is. It's yeah. a... I think one of the best things about filming it, too, is their property, if folks know the area, was out in, like, the boonies of Alpine, which right. is, like, way East County, um, San Diego. And it was very secluded. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we would film at night, and it was dark. And just, like, it was totally a property where this kind of thing would happen. Right. You and know? the house like was, it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, the house was perfect. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was really, really fun to film it just because it was super spooky just on its own. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally forgot how I died, but I'm pretty sure it was amazing. Well done. And- oh, I don't remember how anybody <laughs> oh, well, didn't they all just get killed with the axe, right? Oh yeah. Like I mean, yeah. It was definitely I mean that's stabbed in the back or right, yeah. But yeah. I mean like like I think I was at the door. And I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. <laughs> Does anybody have a VHS player? <laughs> <laughs> you have to get one of those converters so we can convert it and like put it online. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think there's a company that does that, uh, that I could send, yeah. like, you could send like cassettes to, to get it on DVD and CD. And <laughs> We're going to have to ask Raul for the rights though. <laughs> I know. Can we play this on our podcast? Just some kind of royalty fee now, right? <laughs> right. Oh my God. Stop getting famous guys. <laughs> maybe we should get him on here at some point he could tell us how far he's come since x-man <laughs> oh that'd be great yeah. maybe he can fill us in on some of the stuff that uh that we've forgotten about but uh but yeah ladies and gentlemen we were in a movie a horror movie and that is that is for you to know yep. and never see ever in your life But there are much, much more pressing and horrifying things that uh, millennials have to deal with now. <laughs> and <laughs> real life uh, terrors, like yeah. things that you really have to watch out for. <laughs> right. Well, and these are things that have been around forever, which, you know, our fear is is really based off of like right, the unknown, but also the known of the past and just like we know now what human beings are capable of doing to each other. Yeah. Like really awful, horrendous things. Right. And then there's this like battle of like, you know, when it's by choice doing these awful, horrible, disgusting, and and just 
evil. I mean, for lack of a better definition, because of the definition we put on evil, it's just very evil things. So like, is it by choice or um, out of necessity? And there's, there's a very mm-hmm. fine line, I think, uh, between that. And there's like, for example, we have um, uh, cannibalism. And that is fascinating to me in and of itself uh, on both spectrums where it's, you know, tribes who, who that's just, that's what they've known. It's not only kind of a defense Mm -hmm. sort of thing, but it's also tradition. It's also this, I don't know, there's a, there's a Fijian tribe that um, there's like a really famous uh, pastor or Reverend, Reverend Baker, Reverend something Baker. He and his like Fijian assistants went to this tribe and, and uh, they were greeted. They were brought in, they were fed, they were, they spoke uh, to the, to, you know, they were, what is it, congregated. And, and then he went to bed and he was attacked. And so were his Fijian assistants and they were eaten just like joyously really? torn apart and eaten. Yeah. Yeah. His, the only hmm. thing, the only thing left of him was the soul of a shoe that they found. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm looking this up right now. Um... I watch a lot of Destination Truth. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Baker, he was a missionary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The soles of his leather sandals were cooked by the cannibal tribe. Shit. <laughs> they are preserved at the Fiji Museum in Suva. Yeah. Suva. Mm-hmm. Ooh, creepy. It says records show that Baker was killed and eaten as a result of him touching a chief's head, which mm. is considered disrespectful in Fijian culture. Okay. So, yeah, wow. like part of that's like you can't come in and be all I mean, he was British and this was in the 1800s. So, like, you can't come in and be like, well, everybody just does things the way we do them or should do them the way we do them and expect not to get eaten. Right. 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 Like, <laughs> like, did, you, did you not know that this was a possibility? Like if that, like right. these people could eat us. I'm just letting you right. know we could die tonight and be eaten like it is a possibility. Yeah, not like, everybody is like you, <laughs> right? Oh my god! And then you've got you've got this other spectrum of cannibalism where it's like uh, there's been shipwrecks and oh, we got the Donner yeah, Party, yeah, like necessity, right? Yeah. Where it's like okay, there is a possibility we could survive. Some of us could survive, but then we've got sick Jimmy over here, and we've got Nancy who's got like some god awful virus. You probably don't want to eat her, you know. So Jimmy's the next one to die. But we all have to survive and Nancy's going to die, but we can't eat her because she's got a virus like, okay, Jimmy, sorry, but bro. um, You're dying. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the person that like gets like injured. Right. You want to eat them before their whole body goes like gangrenous, right? Like you you have to think about these things. Like, I mean, I don't know. Would So if you were in a situation like that, like in a, plane crash oh, in the Swiss Alps and no one can yeah. get to you and like you're you know stuck like I don't know would you do you think you would resort to cannibalism okay so nobody judge me okay if you judge me I'm there's, going there's to no eat you <laughs> <laughs> I know a Fijian tribe right <laughs> I'll get some I'll, I'll just put some like everything bagel seasoning on you it will be so good <laughs> <laughs> Wait, everything's like lost in the plane wreck except for the everything bagel Like, well, just like carry it on you all the time just in case of cannibalism. Right. Everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, hey, 
sending you for Christmas now. Right? Thank you. I'm going to send you like an in case of cannibalism pack. Right? Hey, <laughs> you have you have your, you know, your spark starters and your water filters for your survival kit. I've got everything mm-hmm. bagel seasoning and some forks and plates. Like, like a I, packet of ranch or barbecue oh, sauce. Ranch is good. Right? With Something. Yeah. 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 Like uh, at least would like mask the flavor and you think you're eating chicken or something. I'm I'm a cannibal, not a barbarian, people. Right. God. Okay, no, but. I'll put one of those little, like the little fold up forks and knives. Oh, and a bib. I'll need a bib. It does get messy. And a bib. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, A little napkin. Absolutely. (laughs) To answer your question, (laughs) under the (laughs) certain circumstances to survive, uh, I mean, they'd have to be cooked really well, but yeah, I, I, Mm-hmm. you know, it comes down to that fight or flight and that like survival thing. None of us really know, unless we're put in that situation, what we truly really would do. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I think, I, I, I think you would get to the point like where you lose control of your morality because of the hunger. Like eventually you just go into flat out survival mode and that part of your brain would take over that. Like, I don't like say to, let's say you're like the one person that survives this plane crash. They finally rescue you, but you've eaten everybody else. Like (laughs) I don't think they could say that you were a murderer because at that point, like your survival instincts had taken over your whole ability to like reason and think on a higher level like we do when we're comfortable and we don't have to worry about those kinds of things. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Have you seen the movie Ravenous with, with no. Guy, Guy Pierce? That guy's in no. everything. Also, by the way, side note, everybody <laughs> now look up who Guy Pierce yeah. is and then every movie he's been in, he's been in every movie you've ever freaking seen. Is he the memento guy? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> memento. I, I don't know that if I saw up that. Too. I yeah. think I saw him in that. He's like really attractive, right? Ah, uh, he's not terrible looking. No. <laughs> Maybe we're not talking about the same person. Uh, I mean, he's not bad in his youth. He's Australian. I, th- I think he's married to uh, oh, he's married to to somebody, an actress I really like. Um, but anyway, uh, while you he look that up from Memento, <gasps> I finally remembered one, Mandy. <gasps> you did it. I think we might I actually did. be able to have conversations about movies here on our podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're on your way. I I'm remembered so one obscure movie fact. Like I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I... yeah, it was Memento where he has like amnesia and has to like he has to write down things on his arm and stuff like that, and he's like being blamed for his wife's murder. And yeah, oh, wow. it's really really good. Okay, yeah, very psychologically thrilling. Anyway, then, I then keep I think... interrupting you. I'm no. so sorry. No, hey, I want to hear more about cannibalism and. Yes. <laughs> no, this is this is a, this is how the podcast goes. I love this. Uh, this conversation is awesome, and it's right up my alley. Um, so Robert, <laughs> um, I I don't know how to say his last name. Robert, uh, Carl, Car, Carlisle, Carville, Cart. I don't know. But anyway, he's the. Um, I don't know if you want to call him the antagonist, but anyway, he, it's about cannibalism, and it, it is very much what you were just saying about mm-hmm. this. Like when when you are faced with this sort of thing. Um, of course, there's there's actually like a supernatural like uh, kind of a cool uh, element to this movie that's not 
as realistic as it would be, but, but it definitely touches on the point of like where you lose your humanity. You kind of lose who you mm -hmm. are because this is something that you don't believe to be human. Now a tribe or somebody who's, who was raised and, and to, to know that this is the way of life, they wouldn't have this kind of debate, you know, this ethical debate in their head. Whereas we mm -hmm. who were raised to look down on or think bad or think evil of cannibalism, I'm not trying to like <laughs> justify defend being defend a cannibal. <laughs> because if I had a choice, I would not at all ever do it, but for survival no. and whatnot. I mean, it's different, but anyway, without digressing too much, uh, you know, it's, it's such a, uh, there's so San Diego, uh, for all of my San Diegan friends, uh, our San Diegan friends, Vista. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they, I'm pretty sure they still have it. I'm not sure if it's a permanent staple or not, but they have a cannibal exhibit. It's directly across from uh, the museum of us. And oh, yeah. it is awesome because it goes through kind of this, um, timeline of documented cannibalistic events. And it, it goes from this, uh, stretches from this idea of where it is traditional within these tribes and demographics of people that, that that's just what they did, you know, did for one reason or another, it's, that's just the way of their living or was, or is. Um, and then it goes into this like for survival. So like these shipwrecks, these, um, isolated, um, mm -hmm. sort of situations like the Dahmer party, you know, there's an avalanche, you guys are stuck. What are you going to do? That sort of thing. And you hear about when they return, like all the damage and all of the, not only psychological, but the, the ramifications for, killing and eating people, you know, mm -hmm. like, you, yeah, you, you were saved, but you had to come home to like, now you're in prison because you just murdered Jimmy because, you know, he was injured and y'all had to eat, you know, to survive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's just this real, like dark, no matter how you cut it, <laughs> mm -hmm. no matter how you cut it, <laughs> I don't know why that made me giggle. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's still a hard pill to swallow because it's, it's just always got this dark kind of dimming. Like I know that, um, uh, what's his name? Eli Roth did the green inferno, which was absolutely gut wrenching. Like you just, you just, there's never a good light mm -hmm. to put cannibalism in. <laughs> and I don't know that right. anybody really wants to, but, but it's still so I still, Yeah. And I feel like those, those instances, again, like the Donner party, like where you're like, like you're, you're put in a situation that most people never have to deal with. Right. And you've been raised in a Western thinking society, you know, like where cannibalism is not okay. But right. again, like those survival instincts take over. I feel like that's far more excusable than the past. And you made me think of this because this was also on exhibit at one point in San Diego, but like medieval torture. Right. Where people can do these horrendous things to each other and it's in the name of like their religion right. or their beliefs or whatever it was at the time they believe right. you to be the devil or a witch or you know whatever yeah. whatever excuse they came up with um but right. you know just or just because they wanted to <laughs> right. um, so Are that you... to me is far more scary than cannibalism i agree yeah, because it's just people really being gruesome and terrible and choosing it right exactly i was just gonna say that when you think about it you know you know 
stepping further away from from cannibalism you've got the the people who are doing this religious like you said religiously driven or uh their own personal ideas of what's right and wrong which we all if you don't believe this i i don't know what to say we all have our own versions of what's right and wrong and it's all like nature and nurture Mm -hmm. things that we've learned and experienced as we've grown and that's a whole other kind of you know conversation but we all know we all have this like internal compass that has been developed uh throughout our lives that that we have an idea of what's right and wrong when you're doing something in the name of religion or the name of your your cultural beliefs your your uh societal beliefs and all of that you have to be really careful because mm-hmm. putting a putting a woman on a on a on a pyramid and and strapping her legs down and pulling because she was raped by somebody that wasn't her husband and had a child. Like, I know mm-hmm. that that's like very specific and in, in case, but for that happened, that happened in the name of a religion. So you have that, di- di- you know, different from cannibalism where it was like survival or it's uh, you know, traditionally it's just something you always known in your life, like the tribes and, and stuff like that these are much more mm-hmm. terrifying people that do it by choice that do it on behalf of a belief system and that's that's where mm-hmm. you know genocide and all of these other horrible things come from that you know and and it all started in the, with all these like horrible ways to torture people to punish them like that is terrifying that i think is probably one of the mm-hmm. most terrifying uh points in our in our in our human history you know right discovering those things yeah and, and not like only... who who like designed some of these torture devices like what right. was wrong with you to be like this sounds like a good idea like let me make this human form thing with all these spikes in it and close somebody in there like you know make like an yeah. iron maiden like why you know what, what, <laughs> you know what sounds fun let's drown people by strapping them down to a board and just constantly pouring water on their face but mm-hmm. not not like at a fast pace let's do it at like a, a slower pace so that it's a slow painful drowning like they right. they deserve that for stealing bread like it just it's, right. it's so wild like yes you have to be a very particular kind yeah. of person to discover that i don't know anywhere in uh, i would i i don't know i haven't read every every bible every every uh you know, the Quran and, and all of those things, but every base of, of like religion and what they go off of is kind of like what's been written down. Right. So in the Bible or in mm-hmm. something like that, I don't know anywhere where it says, Hey, so if this bitch want to go and have a baby with some other dude, um, this is what you should do. Build this machine <laughs> right, <laughs> and do this to her. I don't know anywhere where it condones. No, that. no, because old Testament in the Bible was just like stone them to death. Right. I mean, which that's is like enough. what they do in Handmaid's Tale. Like, just put them right. in a put them in a circle of people and just throw stones at them till they're dead. Like, right. <laughs> that which... was their idea of justice. Not like let's make all these weird contraptions and like right. poke people with stuff till they die. Right. Like, ugh, yeah. Ugh. No. No. Um, but... Also, the other one that's like really awful to me is the draw and quarter, where they would tie your limbs, each of your four limbs, to different Dude. horses, and then make yeah. the horses go, and it would pull them apart and you would die like seriously yeah seriously i mean we all saw braveheart right like that was i was just thinking that too (laughs) with the intestines and the oh when i was little i thought they cut off his dick and that that's why they wouldn't show it (laughs) 
But then when I realized, when I found out later, like historically what they actually did, because I mean, that's bad enough. I mean, I'm not a dude and I could be like, oh, yeah. damn, that sucks. But, yeah. but like doing that, like cutting out, cutting him open in front of everybody while he's still alive. I mean, Mel Gibson, I don't care what you think of him. He's a great actor. And, and that part, just how he conveyed that pain mm-hmm. and that, just that sensation, oh. like you just, oh my God. So yeah. So yeah. like, and then, and then, and then they ripped him apart, I think from, from what I remember. I haven't I seen the movie. In so so I haven't seen it in a long time either. I just remember like his intestines being like rolled up on the thingy, yeah. the like device that they were using. And <gasps> That's ugh. right. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, dude, like, let's attach their intestines, one end of their intestines while they're still alive to a, a rotating, like, tur- uh, what is it, like a chicken rotator <laughs> for baking. Right. <laughs> let's rotisserie these. Yeah, uh, we're going to rotate, but we're not going to eat it. We're not going to eat it because cannibalism. Right. Oh, well, is, a cannibal might. <laughs> right, yeah. But but we're not because this is this is religiously driven and God wanted this, not, not you know, we're yeah. not going to eat it because that's, that's below us, you know, because that's evil. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, say what you will about beheadings, but like, at least that was swift. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, your yeah. brain was kind of alive for like 10 seconds, but you don't know it. You know, you don't know you're dead. Yeah, you know, it was maybe. certainly more humane than that kind of thing. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Now, okay. Now, here's my question, though. Like, where do you put that? Like, is that more terrifying? Because it's all by choice. It's hard for me. I don't know if I'll be able to answer this question myself. Where do you put like mm-hmm. medieval torches and all of those things that we just talked about? And now coming to like this whole scientific experiments, things that, that, that governments and people have done on each other, on other human beings for the mm-hmm. sake of science, like where, which one's more terrifying to you? And you're thinking like, I know we briefly talked about like the world war two experiments, right? Where they were like, yeah keep like the sleep deprivation ones and yeah stuff like, like i that. i'd say the ones in our history uh-huh. are far more terrifying than what i i would probably say is still going on because there's i mean it's still going on i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you right now my belief is that the, the, the shit like this is still going on with the more extreme more terrifying things like what you mentioned like the sleep deprivation they they turned you just when you are torturing somebody so much you turn them into a not human anymore mm-hmm. and i think they did also like complete darkness like what they wouldn't they didn't have mm-hmm. any any ex- uh exposure to sunlight or any light at all so it like transformed these people these humans into like something from ledge i am legend or something like that like it was just right terrifying so is your question like which one do i personally think is worse those scientific experiments or the medieval torture yeah um it's a hard one i i mean the scary thing with the experiments is that it's more recent history um true however the it was during i mean as far as we know it was mostly during times of war where Mm -hmm. like medieval torture was like that could be anybody like you look at a priest the wrong way and suddenly like they need to torture you and kill you, you know, like people just believed everything. And like, (laughs) um, you know, unless you had money and power (coughs) and whatever, like, and could buy your way out of it. They were like, I don't know. I mean, just sometimes it seems that way. (laughs) They're just pulling people off the street to like stick them in contraptions. Um, (laughs) I think think that's the scarier thing is like, the medieval torture was based off of a lot of like fear and religious fear and like hysteria 
that it was easy uh, to create like yes. hysteria for people because there was so much unknown. So I think to me, that one is scarier because I think it could be anybody yeah. where the scientific experiments are more like targeted during like as horrible as they are, but it was still like targeted at like one group of people because another group of people took control over them. And like, yeah, I don't know, like yeah. that's a little more controlled. Yeah. Where in medieval times, it seems to be less controlled. Yeah. I feel like there's a very thin line regardless of, you know, one, they're both awful and they're, you know, there's a very thin line between which one's worse in my, in, in my opinion. I think that's kind of where you're, where you're at too. But, but in my mm -hmm. opinion too, I agree with you. I think that the, if you are driven by your beliefs to do something, for lack of a better way to put it inhumane, but like, awful like this, like, like, like mm -hmm. to put somebody through so much torture because you believe they deserve it. Like people believe that, that these people deserve death and torture and these things, these awful things because of, uh, whether it be religion or, um, uh, ownership or entitlement complex. Yeah. yeah <laughs> entitlement like, for sure. Right. Well, I mean, a, a prime example of that in our own history is, um, the expansion westward and how we gave indigenous tribes like blankets and things laced with smallpox, knowing that they were susceptible to it and it would wipe out a whole large group of people at one time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, and, but that was based on because we want to take their land and these people are in the way and, you know, it was that entitled white European, we're now taking over new land. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. what we do to have to gain power and gain more stuff. Yeah. 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 And I, and I think that the, the doing something off of a belief system, off of a st structured belief, um, in terms of gaining something or it belongs to us or, you know, whatever the reason is to create mm -hmm. that in someone's brain. They, oh yeah, that is the right thing to do because I believe this and, and this is right. You know, to be able to do mm -hmm. that and have that power over someone's mental state and, 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 and mm -hmm. make it as someone who is not a murderer capable of murdering because of that, that is terrifying. So, well, with all of these like horrible experiences and ways to die, like what is your worst way to die fear? Like, do you have one way that like haunts you that you're like, I know I'm going to die someday. Like we all are, right? It's inevitable. Right. But like, right. I just don't want to go like this. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to state a couple only because I think one, I, 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 I kind of view them the same. One is a little bit more realistic than I think another is, but we talked last mm -hmm. episode about like animal attacks and stuff like that. And I would, mm -hmm. I, I yeah. just being attacked by a shark or like, I love sharks. If you know me, I love sharks. I want to go shark diving in a cage. I totally love them, but mm -hmm. I am terrified about being ripped apart by an animal. Like I would absolutely be terrified, but that's a little less mm -hmm. likely. I'm, I'm not as afraid <laughs> of it. That would be terrifying. And that is something I fear. Uh, very, very much, but I'm not going to put myself in that situation. It's going to be easier. Now, one that I think probably takes a little bit more and it's, it's, it's a more serious is, is like dying of some sort of like debilitating disease, dying 
painfully slowly is Mm-hmm. is my fear. <laughs> I would agree with you when it comes to things like like a really horrible cancer or something because it's just so realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I swear, like, if there's such thing as, like, past lives, I died this way in a past life, like, Ooh. being burned alive. Oh, my God. And I don't mean, like, I don't mean, like, in your house and your house catches on fire because typically you'll die from, like, the smoke first. Um, I mean, like, like the witches in Salem, like being set on fire. Yeah. Like being tied to a stake and like, yeah, Yeah. I just feel like it's awful. And especially like if the fire is starting below you, like you're going to feel all that burning and all that pain. It's going to take a while for you to pass out. And then (sighs) it's just seriously that. Oh God. Yeah. You think you died? You think you died that way in a past life? I don't know. I just have this like really irrational fear of it. So like maybe. How interesting. <laughs> like where else would that come from? I don't know. <laughs> you would totally be a, 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 a witch in the past life. Like maybe, maybe. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to discount the possibility. We don't know if reincarnation is a real right. thing. Hey, hey. Yeah, aliens exist. Like, I mean, whenever I think of something that's like, <laughs> like, no, no way, no way. Oh, wait, they just said aliens exist. So I guess anything's possible now. <laughs> uh, I have a whole thing on parallel universes. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's just, what? explain deja vu. Come on. <laughs> exactly. It, deja vu is freaking creepy, especially when you have the really vivid ones where you know what they're going to say before they say it. Dude, right? Have you ever had it? Like, I've had that before. I don't know if I can remember any time that I've actually remembered very specifically those sort of things, but actions. Like, um, mm-hmm. like I know you're about to go walk to the fridge or whatever and, and get this out. Like, But I'm not going to say it. And they do it. And it's like, dude, I fucking knew you were going to do that, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that trips me out. Because it's like, <laughs> how did, how? Like, yeah. are we that? predictable i've seen this before i've been here before like yeah it's creepy or are we just doomed to repeat our same life over and over and over and that's why we remember it maybe and we're just we get a chance every time to do it right like maybe so i I actually used to get deja vu a lot when i was younger and i don't really get it now um like maybe when you stop having deja vu you've made a different choice in that life path than you did last time yeah see that's great that that's interesting it's very interesting the way that we've been kind of thinking about Mm -hmm. it is like when you get deja vu that's just like reassurance you're where you're supposed to be like you're on the you're on the Mm. you're on the path you're supposed to be but i i i like thinking about your point you just made too uh and maybe you just you Mm -hmm. made a different decision this time so it leads you down a different different pathway wow well you know if that's true if it's real that like we just repeat the same thing over and over again that means that you and i literally can be friends forever for all of eternity <laughs> over and over, and over. <laughs> yeah. next time don't move across the country though okay <laughs> Okay, so we have kind of like a funny little one to kind of wrap up the show. But like we were talking about like sort of spooky, scary rumors that we were told when we were kids. They're not really scary, but they kind of are traumatizing 
if you think about yeah you were told these things when you were young so one that like everybody has heard i'm sure is the whole like and this one actually is like probably i don't know where this came from but you know (laughs) our mothers were always quick to say like don't make that face it'll get stuck that way you know and then you think as a kid like oh my gosh what if it does? You know, yeah, I don't <laughs> it's like look super like this. traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. And then, uh, my mom used to tell me, so I, I've had allergies my whole life. Every time I'd sneeze, like I used to hold it in. So it would be more of like a, a you know, like a, just a blunt sort of, <laughs> so, so I'd yeah. hold, I'd hold it in and, and wouldn't actually complete a full sneeze. And every, and I did that often. And every time I did it, my mom was like, Mandy, stop holding your sneezes in. You're going to blow your brains out. And I literally thought <laughs> that I was going to eventually oh, one day, no. my brains were going to fly out my ears. And if I, if I held in my, my sneeze, so I stopped doing that at some point out of this like irrational fear that my brain was going <laughs> to explode out of my eye sockets and ear holes. Um, well, <laughs> well, and someone at some point in my life, and I have a second religious one, but this one's also religious based. Someone had told me that if someone sneezes and you don't tell them bless you afterward, then that means like their soul is escaping their body. Oh, wow. That's so like you have to say bless you so that the soul stays with their body. Like, isn't that weird? That's almost primitive. That's like that. That's like a medieval ideology. And like, let's scare you into being polite. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The other one is, um, like now I say it all the time, but as kids, we were not allowed to say, oh my God, about oh, something yeah. right. that was like terrifying or weird or shocking or whatever. It was right. always like, oh my goodness, or oh my gosh. But no, my no, mom oh my considered gosh. saying, oh my God, was saying the Lord's name in vain. And if mm-hmm. we use that, we were going to hell. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what we were told. So it's way just... to like freak out your children that right. like. You make, you slip up one time, you're living with the devil forever. You know? You're living with the devil. You better pay your rent because the devil's going to collect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's you also. You fucked up and you're only five. Souls are claimed. I already have to give, hand over the rights to parent, parental rights to Satan. So good job, little Timmy. Uh, but that's like, um, the one, the one that, um, I was, that st- was stuck in my head for the longest time was how many insects or spiders that you swallow per night. Like it was, it was almost, mm-hmm. a, I was almost scientifically proven. I, I would bet on this if I was a teenager still, um, that you swallow like X amount every single night. And I'm like, what? I don't sleep with my mouth open. Oh, they must get in through my nose. Or, oh, oh my no. God, they must crawl in somehow. And it terrified me night after night. I just randomly think yeah. about how many, how many spiders am I going to eat tonight? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to get protein? I want to say that it was like scientifically looked at, but it's only like three a year or something. It's like some weird average. Yeah. So it's scary yeah. that it's, it does and can still happen. Mm-hmm. Y'all mouth Swallowing them doesn't bother me as much because like they're down in your stomach and your stomach acids will kill them. But the freaky thing is the people that get them in their ears. Oh, yes. And they get they like just stuck live in there. their ears. Oh my God. Oh. Oh, I my probably God. have one or two in my ears. No. A roly poly maybe. <laughs> you have a roly poly in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole colony in there. 
on that note, <laughs> what is your ew for the week? Okay, so mine's a little Karen y, you know, call me Karen. I don't care. Uh, but oh, no. I've been through enough tricker motherfucking treaters for <laughs> many years, many millennia now. No, uh, the ones, okay, I love all the adorable tree treaters. Don't get me wrong. Okay, love it. And it's not even my house. So it never, I don't care. But, but the bottom line is you get those shithead teenager <laughs> trick or treaters. Yeah that want to criticize your decorations they want to criticize your candy selection how many you give them can i have some more bitch who do you think i got these from the 99 cent store you want more you ask your mama okay but like <laughs> then get a then, job you bum get a job yeah you're like you 17 what are you doing <laughs> right <laughs> And any of them that are dressed like the marshmallow man from uh, from uh, uh, Ghostbusters, I turn away. Yeah. I say, no, no, go back. I don't care. You're three. I don't care. Go back. Tell your mom she's an idiot. Go back. Um, and that's and that's an inside reason. Um, only some of you may know why. But, um, <laughs> uh, but, but then also what really bugs me, though, they, they come back. It's like there is a huge neighborhood out there to, to, to go trick-or-treating at. Why are you coming back? And asking for more candy and criticizing mm. everything all over again. Like, uh, teen so teenage mm -hmm. trick-or-treaters, I guess, would be my ear for. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there should be a cutoff. Like, you know? when you're, like, in high school, if you're, like, 14, like, I don't know that you should be able to go anymore. I'm pretty sure that my freshman year um, of high school, my sister had just moved into her house in La Mesa. I think that was the last time I actually went trick-or-treating as a trick-or-treater. Um, hmm. I obviously went to take my niece around or to, you know, to go as a family, um, but staying on the curb, you know, yeah. I went up to the door. Um, I think that was my last year. So about 15, you know, come on. Because after that, like you get into like, you go to parties, like friends have parties or whatever. Like, right. Just do that. Well, also my, like, my, my sister's yeah. house like became uh, where she put a lot, she puts a lot into mm -hmm. uh, her. And so like last year was so much fun. I was Jason Voorhees and my husband, Josh was Michael Myers. And we, we nice. nailed it. My mom even dressed up. My mom was, was my mom was Jason's mom. So I got her like the blue and her hair was like that short blonde. It was, I'll send you pictures. It was absolutely <laughs> nice. Yeah. So much fun for the last Halloween I had at my sister's house before she, she up and left me too. But <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, she's in a much more beautiful, amazing Nor NorCal beautiful house. But um, I digress. Uh, so she would go and she, all out. she uh, follows the show now, I think. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she does. <laughs> hey, hi, Tori. Uh, <laughs> So we both so, have sisters named Tori now too, which is Oh yeah. Cool. So now anyway. so now you guys will we'll have to we'll have to be specific. Like my sister Tori. Your sister mm -hmm. Tori. <laughs> but uh, uh but anyway, like we would go we go all out. So it became more fun to just stay at our house and hand out candy and mm -hmm. be spooky and be cool than it did to to be to be a trick-or-treater. So I, I really agree with you. I think there should be a cutoff, like it should be illegal to be <laughs> a trick-or-treater. Mm -hmm after 15. <laughs> yeah. Well, and equally the parents that bring the babies where clearly the baby can't fucking eat the candy, right. but they're collecting candy for them. It's like, you, you asshole. I know you're just going to go home and eat this. Right. Like, like, like bringing your baby trick or treating, like until they can consume solid foods. <laughs> yeah. Like your, your baby shouldn't be taking them trick or treating. 
Right. Your baby makes an adorable little lion or, or cat or yeah. pumpkin adorable, but you know, just bring them to show us. Don't yeah. try to take, my- take some pictures and put them on Facebook. You don't need to like truck them around the neighborhood and steal candy from the other adults. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> By the way, um, be giving the kids. Right. So they, they could be giving them to nasty teenagers that are on their second, second round around the block. <laughs> my ew was also uh themed (laughs) but mine is like the pumpkin guts inside the pumpkin and i actually avoided um i avoided carving duty this year i i used my sickness and got out early um but i got stuck last year helping one of my nieces or nephews i can't remember who like dig out the guts inside the pumpkin so that they could carve their pumpkin which is another thing like if your child can't handle the tools to carve the pumpkin, don't let them carve the pumpkin because now it becomes the adults carving the pumpkin for them. Right. Cause they're going to run off because something purpose. else. Yeah. Something else is going to get their attention. Cause watching you cut a pumpkin yeah. open is not fun. Yeah. It's, let them, it's like not. color one or paint one or something, but like, there you go until they're a little bit bigger and they can handle, like, I'm not saying give them the big knives, but they make those little ones where you can like, they're like the little serrated pokey things and like yeah. they could handle those, you know, right. and not get horribly mutilated if they slip with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so I just, I very much dislike the slimy pumpkin guts because they just, it's not the texture, it's how hard it is to get it out of the freaking pumpkin. They always right. like hang on for dear life. It's awful. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, so annoying. Guts, yeah. Pumpkin guts. Yeah. Teenage trick-or-treaters. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. to a stinking party. And if you're right? not invited, just watch horror movies and buy your own damn candy. Right? Eat the candy that your mom's <laughs> handing out. Eat her right. candy. <laughs> All right. We're going to call that a show. Um, we want to wish you guys happy Halloween. Um, don't forget to rate us, follow us on your favorite uh, streaming platform. We're on Google, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music. We're on Audible. We are everywhere. And uh, this is wrapping up our spooky season. So we're going to start getting into some uh, holiday cheer here pretty soon. Um, and we hope that you guys will join us along the way. So just remember, we all go a little mad sometimes. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with a can of fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> Hiya, Georgie. I'm, I'm Pennywise. Why does Pennywise have like a Cockney accent? That wasn't Cockney. That was that was the Scarsgard version. Oh, that that wasn't the Tim Curry version. I apologize.